Welcome to Industry Focus, the podcast that dives into a different sector of the stock market every day. It is Wednesday, June 1st, 2016, and on this show, we're looking at where billionaires are laying down their money in the healthcare sector. I'm Christine Hargis, and I'm happy to welcome Motley Fool Healthcare contributor Todd Campbell back to the show, calling in as usual from Skype. Hey, Todd. Hi, how are you? Pretty good. Before we get the show started, did you know that it's Global Running Day? I did not. Yeah, I figured kind of relevant to the healthcare episode. And earlier today, I saw an interesting Washington Post article that running is the perfect time to listen to podcasts. Kind of interesting, uh, right? Yeah. See, I like the way you did that. That's perfect. It's all, yeah. it's all very relevant. So the theory goes, in case you're curious, that when you're running, it puts you in a state of mind that you can better think creatively and solve problems. You've got dopamine and serotonin in your bloodstream. It's readying you for creative thinking. And it's all the kind of stuff that is supposedly really good for listening to podcasts. Hey, and you know what? If you don't like to run, I bet you if you just like to go out for a brisk walk, it'd probably have the same effect, right? Yeah, if you can survive this June heat, get out there. So today's episode, the meat of the content, we won't just talk about running and podcasting the whole time. We were inspired by an announcement made yesterday by the famous billionaire investor Carl Icahn. And we will dive into this news. We're also going to talk a little bit about whether or not it's wise to follow in the footsteps of these billionaire investors and then we'll highlight some other interesting recent billionaire healthcare buys. But first, Icon's big announcement. Icon is a Goliath, right? He's one of the, the best known activist investors. He's very vocal. He's got a Twitter presence. He's got a blog presence. He's always on TV talking about uh, the investments and the changes he's trying to, to uh, uh, see happen at those uh, companies he invests in. And he has just announced that he has taken what he describes as a large position in Allergan. And that's what I'm seeing in the headlines everywhere is, quote, large position, end quote, because we don't know exactly how big it is. We just know it's large, whatever that means. I'm not really sure if he means large for him or large compared to you and me. But whatever it is, he is into the stock, has initiated a position in it. And he praised the CEO quite extensively, saying that he has every confidence in Brent Saunders' ability to enhance value. Yeah, essentially, that was the entire press release, right? It was one one big, long paragraph where he uh, was basically a cheerleader for Allergan's CEO, went back to you know reference how much how much success he had had at, when he was running Force Labs, uh, another stock that Icon had owned a lot of and had profited handsomely from uh, when that company got bought by what has since morphed and become into Allergan. And that's how this person has become uh, CEO. Saunders has become CEO of this company. So it seems like um, Icon's double dipping a little bit. He had a lot of success with this guy at Forrest. Now he's going to try to have a lot of success with him at Allergan. Yeah, you mentioned how short the press release is. I actually, I think the thing that pops up on the website that you have to sign off on and say, oh, yeah, I understand that this is all opinion or whatever. I think that was longer than the actual statement itself from Icon, which is kind of interesting coming from a guy that usually has a really elaborate strategy behind his buys. He is an activist investor. He wants to get in there and shake things up. He has a mission. And that doesn't really seem to be the case here. It's it's a little odd in that respect, right? You know, one of Icon's biggest, most high-profile bets 
uh, up until recently was an Apple. He was always agitating for Apple to return more money to investors. Um, you're right. He goes in and he has a game plan. He he wants um, Allergan ostensibly to increase shareholder value, right? So the question will be, how? what is Icon's plan that he will recommend to Saunders to do that? Will it be breaking it up? Will it be um, returning more money to investors, dividends, buybacks? What will he actually try to advocate for? I mean, he's an activist, so he's going to activate something. Yeah, my <laughs> suspicion is that even though he's remaining pretty quiet on it for now, Allergan is trying to sell its generics unit to Teva Pharmaceuticals for $40.5 billion. And there is some doubt about whether or not this will go through, but I bet if it goes through and Allergan gets all this money, which is mostly coming in cash, Icon's going to have something to say about what he wants done with it. Absolutely. And maybe that's why he's sort of biding time. He's taken this step. Uh, my opinion would be that he feels very confident the FTC will sign off on this deal going through. Um, the expectation was that, that would this deal would happen sometime in June. Um, if, if so, then the estimate pegs Allergan walking away with about $36 billion in, in cash and stock after fees are paid out. That's a lot of money. The company's got $42 billion in debt, $36 billion coming in theoretically in, in cash. Some of that money could go to debt and then a special dividend or some kind of a, you know, a rewarding investors in some way that way uh, could be on the docket. We'll have to wait and see. So the stock hasn't really moved that much because of this news. And in fact, it's down roughly 24% year to date. Do you think that Carl Icahn buying in is a sign to everyday investors that they might want to take a closer look? Well, you know, a lot of these investors, they, they, these, these billionaires have made their money by taking kind of a contrarian stance, right? So a lot of times that's when opportunities emerge, when everybody has panicked away from the stock and knocked the stock down to a value where people can then step in and say, I can buy, you know, a lot of shares of this for fairly cheap money. You know, in Allergan's case, after Pfizer uh, and Allergan uh, got rid of their, you know, proposed merger, $160 billion merger, um, shares, you know, got got whacked. And, you know, we got down to about $200 per share from a peak of three and a quarter uh, last fall. And that was, you know, spitting distance, if you will, to the uh, company's book value. So it's certainly possible that, you know, you've got Icon looking at this and saying, it was a pretty, you know, low risk in his opinion way of getting exposure to the space. Um, and he's not alone either. I mean, there are other, you know, contrary investors who have also taken stakes recently in Allergan. John Paulson, um, who's a billionaire investor, uh, has a stake in the company. Dan Loeb, who manages Third Point, which is another uh, very successful hedge fund. Uh, he's taken a stake as well. So there's there's big money that's obviously betting on some sort of a positive outcome. Yeah, John Paulson, he also is in Teva, isn't he? Yeah, um, I, I think that he he if you look at his holdings and, you know, I encourage all investors, you know, there are a lot of different websites that, that you know, display this information. One of the ones that you can go to is NASDAQ. If you just go to NASDAQ's website, you can you can find out all of these uh, big funds, these billionaires uh, and what they own and have been buying and selling. And there are 
13F reports, right? That's what they're called, 13F reports. If you look at Paulson's, he's got a lot of health care. And, you know, so it doesn't shock. I think I think it's more than 40% of his portfolio right now uh, is in health care. That's a lot of money. He's got, you know, $10 billion, $12 billion under management in stocks alone. That is seriously overweight in healthcare. I mean, I, I thought my portfolio is overweight just because I'm so biased towards this industry, but that's probably even worse than me. Yeah. I mean, he's the ultimate contrarian, right? I mean, how he got famous was betting uh, against the housing market. You know, he made what, to, you know, uh, 12, 12, I think it was 12 billion betting against the housing market back before the, the Great Recession. So. Is, is he part of the big short story? Yeah. I don't know if he was highlighted in that, but I mean, he's, he, he did very well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned 13 Fs, and I want to touch back on that because there's a really interesting timing question related to them. So they come out four times a year, and they talk about the past quarter. And so if you're trying to follow in the footsteps of these billionaire investors, and we can talk after this about whether or not that's a good idea to begin with, but you can't exactly time it with them. You have to wait until you get this filing. And even then, it doesn't say, oh, he got in in January or in March, or he got in and out and then back in again. It's, you know, it's kind of just a loose look at, in general, what are they interested in? Right. And you really have to know what the style of that uh, billionaire investor is. Yes. I mean, they run the gamut, right? You've yes, got everything absolutely. from Warren Buffett, who's, you know, holding period is, we'll call it, you know, infinite, um, to George Soros, who you know embraces uh, something he calls the theory of reflexivity, which you know gets him in and out of stocks relatively quickly. Things that he owns in one quarter could very well not be owned in the next quarter. So yeah, there's a, a uh, you, you got to always look at these reports with a grain of salt and recognize that what's in them now may not be what they actually own today, the day you're looking at it. Yeah, and you won't find out until the next 13F comes out. Right. And that could be, depending on when they sold it, what, three, four, well, because there's a lag in when they filed, four months from when they actually exited the position. Exactly. So a guy like Soros would be particularly difficult to follow because he's not doing the Buffett or, dare I say, the Motley Fool style of buying and holding. He is trying to time the market a little bit and put his finger on the pulse and figure out what's trending, what's not. And this is really, really hard to do and is impossible to mimic from somebody just looking at 13Fs. Very few people have had the success that Soros has had in embracing that kind of a, we'll call it a rapid fire approach. And, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, you and I have talked in the past about these kind of things you know, the fool's mission here is to educate. Education is so important. Um, and that education means researching and understanding your ideas before you click the buy or the sell button. And that's, you know, if you're following in the footsteps of, of billionaire investors, that doesn't change. You still need to make sure that you understand, you need to understand how, you know, what their style is, what their rationale could be. You need to understand the company. In healthcare, you got to know the product, the pipeline, the profitability. Uh, all those things are still so critical. Uh, don't just follow blindly in the footsteps. But as you've mentioned to me in the past, it is a really good way to generate potential investing ideas. Maybe companies that you hadn't heard of before or that had fallen off your radar. So with that in mind, Let's take another look at Soros. So this past 13F revealed a purchase within the last quarter of Gilead Sciences and Novavax and also the IBB, which is a healthcare biotech ETF. 
We've been following Soros a lot. Um, there's some great content uh, available on Motley Fool where you can look at it and sort of see what he's doing quarter to quarter to quarter. And I think that if you kind of look at a history lesson, kind of follow that activity, you see that Soros is not afraid of owning uh, biotechnology stocks and taking on that risk. Uh, in more recently, though, he's been pairing some of his exposure to individual biotech companies back. He's been less likely to go out and, and, and you know, own some of these things. Yet he's still very intrigued by the industry overall. And who can blame him, right? I mean, biotechnology stocks are some of the uh, offer some of the most enticing potential returns. And, you know, biotech as an industry has absolutely been clobbered in the last six months. So I think that you look at his purchase of, of the IBB, which is the biotechnology, NASDAQ biotechnology index ETF, as a way of him saying, I can get exposure to, what is it, 190 stocks. Wait, 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 but what I don't understand here is this is a guy that is a specialist investor that knows biotech, has been investing in biotech forever, and is basically admitting defeat is what it seems like to me, where he's saying, no, I don't want to have all these smaller biopharma positions. Let me just buy the broader index, which you know, for a lot of people, that makes sense. Get the exposure without the risk. But that doesn't seem like Soros to me. It's not very Soros-like, is it? Normally, he will go out and he will make specific bets. And in this case, it's almost like he just said, you know, everything got so beat up that I'm just going to buy everything. Yeah, it's like like a white flag or something. But, you know, I, I will point out that he did have one smaller buy in the biotech world, and that was Novavax. Right, which is really interesting because this is a company that's working on a vaccine for a respiratory virus that's very common in infants and the elderly. And phase three data for this vaccine could be available before the end of the year. The company just got fast track status for that vaccine. So if those trial results are good... Theoretically, this vaccine could hit the market next year. Yeah, that seems fairly promising. It's at least an intriguing company name to keep looking into. So we talked about Soros and we talked about Icon. What other billionaires were you watching in this most recent round of 13Fs? Well, there were some very interesting things that, I mean, there's so many ideas. And again, you know, investors have to recognize that there are so many people out there who've been very successful and very widely followed. And a lot of them will take the opposite sides of the trade. So you have somebody out there going and buying these stocks and other people going out and selling these. So take that into consideration, too, as you're doing the research. But one of the things I thought was interesting is you've got a guy named Jeff Smith who runs a uh, another activist firm called uh, Starboard. And Starboard has taken a big stake, almost 10% in a company called Depomed that I happen to be long. Uh, Depomed markets a drug that competes with oxycodone. And in Smith's opinion, uh, they, the board has, has not done everything that they can do uh, to unlock the value in this company. Um, one person who, tends, who seems to agree with him is uh, Stephen Cohen. And Stephen Cohen is probably best known as the founder of SAC Capital. He now runs his own private family money uh, under something called Point72 Asset Management. He also bought 1.9 million shares in Depomed during the first quarter. So I found that really interesting. And then there was another uh, person out there I like to follow, Israel uh, Englander, who runs Millennium Management. 
Um, he was out there in the first quarter buying a company called Flexion that's working on osteoarthritis drug for knee pain that's very intriguing um, and theoretically could uh, be up for FDA approval in the next, you know, six months to a year as well. So again, we have to research all of these ideas. You can't just follow these billionaires blindly into them. But if you use these 13F reports as an idea generation machine, it can make a lot of sense. I would say for me, Flexion is exactly what you were just saying, the kind of company that I had maybe heard of in passing, didn't really know terribly well. But I saw this, I thought I saw the name pop up with the billionaire buys and I looked into it, and this does seem like a really intriguing stock. I have not completed my research yet, and so I am not a shareholder or even close to becoming one. But it seems like they're doing a really important thing in a really, really large market. Yeah, millions making- of people suffer from osteoarthritis pain in the knee, and they, you know, millions of doses are given every year of corticosteroids. And unfortunately, those corticosteroids, they, they, the uh, benefit of them wears off relatively quickly within a few weeks. So if they can develop a, a better mousetrap, theoretically, they could displace corticosteroids in you know, use in millions of patients. And that obviously would make this a, a blockbuster drug. But you don't want to get the cartoon far in front of the horse, right? I mean, they, they still have to get the FDA to, to give it the go-ahead first. Yeah, absolutely. At this point, just an intriguing idea. And as we've reiterated on this show, that is what all of these companies are at this point, is they are intriguing ideas. So hopefully we've given you guys, our listeners, a couple of interesting names to look into, um, read a little bit more about. And for today, that'll just about do it for all of our billionaire talk. What I want to know at this point is, are any of you listening to this while running on Global Running Day? If you are, let us know. Our email address is industryfocus at fool.com, and our Twitter handle is at MFIndustryFocus. And we love to hear from listeners. I'll even share what I listen to when I run, if you ask nicely. That is a wrap for us. For Todd Campbell, I'm Christine Hargis. Thanks for listening, and Fool on! As always, people on the program may have interests in the stocks that they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear.